0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 171. Try this, investigating the nature of thought. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable So I'm going to give you a try this. This is not what you typically get uh, here at this podcast, but practices and doing things and trying things is kind of fun. This one in particular um, has been really, really huge for me in the last couple months. Uh, I've I've talked about this with the little school of big change, the new students and with the graduate students. And I really felt like, like, I just want to, I want to, Get this out and tell everyone about it, just so that you can you can see what resonates with you, and you can play with it if you want. Because it, honestly, it's been um, this little practice I'm going to describe. This exploration has been really eye opening for me. So, I guess to start, you know, we're investigating the nature of thought. It's really interesting to me that um, as much as we talk about thought all the time, I talk about thought all the time. I just wrote a book called Just a Thought. How often do we really even stop to look at, like, what is it? And I don't mean what's the definition. I don't mean how else can we describe it, what's going on, you know, biologically, none of that. But, like, that's fine. And we look at that and talk about it, and that's great. But I mean, like, really... (laughs) investigate explore play with the experience of thought what what is that experience like and what does this thing we call thought which of course isn't really a thing at all but this thing we call thought what happens when we really look at it like what does it appear to be made of what's there when we look at it. So a couple years ago, um, I kind of saw this around feeling. Everyone's always talking about feeling. Feelings are, you know, everything we say we do and don't do and everything is because we want more or less of some feelings. Endless, endless problems come from Resisting feeling. <laughs> so if feelings are seriously like that important that they pretty much run our lives, shouldn't we know what a feeling is? And if you ask someone what's a feeling, what they tend to give you is a word, which isn't a feeling, it's a word. So they'll say, Oh, it's like anger or or it's like emotion or it's like love. And it's like, no, that's not what a, that that doesn't help us. Those are just words. Those are just labels what is a feeling? What is it actually, what are its parts? What's it made of? And, you know, I'm not saying I have a definitive answer on any of this when it comes to thought or feeling or anything, but I just, even just asking the question takes you a a huge leap closer. Like, wait a minute, what's, what is this feeling that I'm, that I'm doing all this stuff to avoid? What is it really? Don't, don't we think we should know this? <laughs> it, it feels like a really important thing to not, again, not know definitively, but shouldn't we look? Shouldn't we look instead of kind of looking at it out of the corner of our eye and saying, oh yeah, I know what shame is and I don't like it. And I'm going to set up my entire life so I can minimize that feeling. Yet we almost never actually get curious about what is this thing that language calls shame or any other feeling. So the best I could see about this a couple of years ago as I've talked about many times on this podcast and in the new book and everything is is it's it seems to be some combination of there's some sensation there, we feel something, we feel some energy, some energy is perceived and then some stories are perceived. There's a there's a storyline. There's a mind wanting to make sense of the energy and tell a story about it that invariably is going to revolve around us and what it all means. And we know that that's just a, a protective mechanism. That's just how how a brain protects us is by telling these stories and making everything about us. So when we can sort of know that about how the brain works, and we don't necessarily take the story so seriously, what we're left with is a bunch of chipperish, <laughs> a, a brain trying to tell a, connect dots and protect us from something, and some sensation. And I know for me and, and for a lot of people who I heard from, again, just asking the question, super helpful and really kind of looking at, okay, what is this feeling thing actually made of? As you feel those sensations and you notice the stories, the mind scrambling to tell a story about a sensation, this thing called shame or this thing called anger, this thing called depression just isn't the same. It's not what we thought it was. So believe it or not, (laughs) I've never really done that with thought. I don't know if you guys have. Maybe I'm the only one, honestly, but I've never really, you know, again, I have. I've had lots of conversations about, I mean, almost every conversation, this is funny to me, almost every conversation I have uh, in my work life anyway, which is most of my life, it, it revolves around thought. But to actually really look at what is this thing, like if you can identify a thought that pops up in your head and we dive into it and we look at it, what's there? So I recently heard someone talk about, um, thought being reflective and how thought is or it seems to be uh, a reflection of a couple things. Sometimes it's a reflection of another thought, like a memory or just some other thought that shows up. I'll, I'll explain this more in a second. And sometimes it seems to be a reflection of some sensory information. So first, just just the reflection bit I really kind of love because um, I wrote in just a thought about the kaleidoscope and, and this is not new and I didn't come up with this but people use the kaleidoscope or like a prism, you know, as a great metaphor to kind of, or an illustration to kind of look at how, how thought, how our mind tends to kind of reflect this bigger energy that is life and bounce it off in all these other directions that, that we call thoughts. So in the kaleidoscope, it's like this this light, right, just life, energy, light shines through this apparatus, hits some stuff that's in there, some rocks or glass or whatever it is, and, and gets reflected off in, in all these different shapes and colors. And as people looking through the kaleidoscope, we don't say, ooh, there's light. We say, "Wow, look at that orange star pattern!" <laughs> you know, we our our mind, our brain loves certainty; it loves concreteness. So we really quickly forget that there's light that that all we're seeing is light, and we start to focus on the shape that the very temporary shape that that light is taking, and we see this pattern, and then we click the kaleidoscope dial, and we see another pattern and we're really caught up in that content in a sense just like we are with thought as it moves through us this this energy moves through and is shot off in all these crazy stories and directions and identities and all of this stuff and we lose the source and just pay attention to the output because that's just sort of how we're how we're conditioned maybe biologically how we're wired but definitely how we're conditioned too so thought as a reflection of something made a, makes a lot of sense to me. And I can't think about it too hard or it won't make sense, but just, as a, just to get a basic feel for things, it just resonates, it just feels right. Like, yes, there's it's a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. And there are umpteen filters and versions. And it just feels like thought starts to get very, reflective it's like standing in a hall of mirrors where everything is reflecting everything else and you don't know what's what that's how it feels in our heads when there's a lot of thought going on and we're scrambling to try to find well which one is the right reflection or which which mirror should i be focused on and and we know that doesn't often go well so so anyway i heard heard someone talking about thought being a reflection of sensory information and or other thought. And I started to play with um, investigating this as thoughts showed up in my experience that I could kind of identify. So how this looked, I'm going to walk you through a couple examples. Um, last weekend, I we went out to breakfast and then my husband and I were walking down this sidewalk in this cute little town um to go get coffee and we walked past this um market that I love and they had all kinds of pumpkins outside and it was like you could kind of feel it was turning into fall and it was just so nice and so I was looking at the pumpkins I'm like oh we need a pumpkin I love when it's time to have our pumpkin on our front porch and anyway we just walked and got our coffee and walked back and that was it with the pumpkins now Later that day, I was reading. I was just sitting on my couch, very comfortable, um, and a thought showed up that said, "You should go buy a pumpkin." So for whatever reason, I decided to investigate that one. That one ended up investigated. and so what that oh, so hard to describe, but what that kind of was like is like, "Oh, I should go buy a pumpkin." I see that as a thought that just showed up, and now I now I go in there's no in really but I and there's no I really <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this thought looking for this thought I should buy a pumpkin I can feel it somewhat in my body now it it isn't it doesn't you know it's hard to describe again this is just takes a bunch of words but the fee, the sensation to me if when my mind gets a hold of it and tries to describe it, is there's almost like a little, a little energy, like a, almost like, like you've just turned something on, like oh, if I, if thought is telling me I should go buy a pumpkin, in in a very slight little minor way, I could feel almost my physical body turn on, if that makes sense almost like like my muscles kind of get ready for some action. <laughs> like that's just sort of how it felt. I mean, not major. I was still just sitting on the couch, not moving. Um, but I almost just just noticed this tiny little sensation of some activation happen as that thought showed up. Now, looking at the thought, like what is this, I should go get a pumpkin? There was... I, I saw things, right? There were reflections of, of the vi- of a visual sense. It's so weird to talk about, but it like I can still remember it, or I'm, or I'm having it right now. I guess as I talk about this, it was in a super fuzzy way. This is not a clear picture in my mind at all. It's a very fuzzy, very very fuzzy picture of a moment walking with my husband looking at the pumpkins out of the corner of my eye, and I specifically, because this market is kind of pricey, I specifically looked at the price tag on that pumpkin. And we talked about whether that was a good price, (laughs) whether that was way overpriced for a pumpkin or not. So in my thought, you should go get a pumpkin, there was a tiny little, very vague, very fuzzy flash of like orange. Now, honestly, it wasn't like clear. It wasn't like I could have drawn it, you know, anything like that. But, But I recognize that as part of what this thought is like oh there's the there's the image there's a pumpkin on it and there's the price tag also with it now i i don't think I, I don't think i had any other reflections of any other sensory information i don't remember investigating this and and having any you know sensing any smell or taste or any hearing anything um but there is this this big little ball of orange that my mind said was the pumpkin and I had that. And and almost like this, I guess a reflection of another thought, almost like this little, like like a quick little snapshot of walking past the pumpkin and just this this, I don't know, just words, just this little story, you should go get a pumpkin. Now, I know this might sound really weird as I'm saying it, but uh, and I feel like I'm doing a horrible job explaining it. But the point is, it doesn't matter what I saw. Something about really looking at, oh, what is a thought? What is this you should go get a pumpkin thought? It's like it, the whole thing started to, to kind of, it's kind of like a mirage. It was like as I got closer, it started to shimmer and I got curious like, oh, there's a weird vague orange ball that my mind's saying was the pumpkin there's tiny, tiny little bit of muscle readiness to go do something perhaps. There's, there's a reflection. I guess it was auditory. There's a reflection in my mind of, of this sentence. You should, go get, you should go get a pumpkin. And it's almost like the closer I got, the fuzzier I got. And just by investigating it in this way of like, huh, what are you? What are you, thought? Show yourself it's like it just sort of vanished and all desire to get up and go get a pumpkin vanished with it. So that's one very uh, perhaps boring example, but I want to kind of just give you a feel for what this looks like and feels like. So where I've done this even more is with thoughts that feel heavy and not so nice. And so originally I was doing this a lot and still do if it shows up, although remarkably this, this thought since I've been investigating it, it has not really shown up uh, very much, if at all, but this very familiar but also very vague thought about again, this is just my mind giving it a label, but it's kind of like an overwhelm. It feels like overwhelm, and it'll often happen when nothing's going on again, if I'm just sitting around, the feeling of it is right in my chest every time it just feels like someone set like my four pound yorky poo on my chest. So it's not crushing, but there's, there's some pressure there that I can feel. And when I look at the thought, it, there's a story, there's a reflection of of so many old thoughts. I can't even barely, I can't, really can't even identify them or nail them down. But the, there's like this story of, it's almost like words just come out, like busy <laughs> and get ready And what are you going to do? And that kind of like a a feel of that sort of narrative. The imagery, and I'm just kind of doing this now and thinking to some of the times, of course, it's always a little different. But the imagery often, it's this really, really weird kind of flashback in a sense of my office, because the overwhelm is around work always, almost always, Um, the story of this. Thought and feeling is a story of uh a lot coming up it's not even a it's not in the moment, so it's not even about there's a lot right now like there's no overwhelm now ever it's always like you better get ready, you better prepare, you better be ready so there's that that little hook that little emotional hook of oh no, there's potential trouble coming. you better do something right now to cut it off, and the imagery is is always like. Or feels like always, most of the time anyway, like my office imagery. <laughs> like I, I will I will see, I saw one time like this a little flash. I'm like, is that my calendar? <laughs> so weird. It's like I can I have this deja vu of being in my office, even though I'm not often in my office when this happens. So just leaning into that and seeing, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This thought of overwhelm or feeling of overwhelm again, as I move closer to what's in there, I want to reach out and touch it. And as I move closer, it gets fuzzier and the channel keeps flipping. So all these new images will come up of the calendar or my desk of whatever the feeling is there in my chest. There's this vague sense, I guess that's, what is that? I guess that's more thought. I guess it's more words, more language saying, Stuff might be happening that you could prevent if you do stuff now, (laughs) whatever that sounds like. See, it's I can't really even nail it down. But here's the crazy thing. So anyway, so I I feel into that and I see all the reflections of sensory stuff, reflections of old thought. And in that, there's never anything to do. It again, it's like this mirage, like as you it looks very solid, but as you get closer, it's fuzzy and it moves and it's just out of reach every single time. And when I really try to reach in and see if I can feel it or nail it down, it's impossible. It, it shapeshifts and it's out of there. And there's never anything in that to do. But in a lot of my thinking, especially in the overwhelm thought, there's a thought of something to do. There's a feeling of something to do. You know, it's like, and yeah, there's thought that says, I'm doing this as I'm, as I'm, uh recording, but like there's thought in there that says like, fix this. Like there's a, a an impending problem and you can do something now to fix it. Yet when I look and even in real life as I just don't really look, there's nothing to do because there's no problem. There really is no problem. And so there's no solution. There's no fix to what doesn't exist. And And what that will often do is is bring this other vague thought of like, oh no, well, how are you going to get rid of this feeling? And the problem's going to, you know, it's like like there has to be something to fix. My mind tells me, fix this and you'll be okay. But there is no fix because there is no problem. I hope this is making some, some little shred of sense. So the crazy, there's a lot of crazy things. but The crazy thing about starting to really look at thought in this way is one like I mentioned? Oh my gosh, it's just so not at all what my mind would tell me it is. <laughs> Which thought is exactly what my mind tells me it is. But when I look at the nature of, I really get in there and look at it. It it does not match the story. It reminds me a lot, actually, of um, when did this episode come out? The episode I did on um, how generalizing is keeping you stuck in anxiety. I think that came out like in June. Um, very very similar thing, meaning when it's like, "Oh, I'm in it. I guess I'm going to go get a pumpkin or I should go get a pumpkin." When that is when that's just there as this generalized concrete feeling thought it, like I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of baked and it feels solid and I think a lot of time. I mean, I don't know, I guess action is just taken. And I don't know, it just feels, it's a it's a weird way to describe it. It feels kind of dead. It's like it's baked and cooked and solid and it just is what it is. But looking at, so, so when it's anxiety, okay, so this is what I talked about in that episode. I'm sorry, you guys, this is going all over the place. You can tell I'm kind of feeling this out. It's a relatively new thing for me, so I'm really feeling it out as I'm sharing. Um, when this is anxiety, when it's like, oh, my gosh, here's my anxiety, it's back, that feels horrible. It just feels horrible. And, and we, it's like our mind jumps to this generalized concept that's baked, it's dead, it's cooked. Like, yeah, you're feeling anxiety, deal with it. But that's never what's really happening. That's a mind generalizing some sensation. It's a mind taking these reflections of of past visual or auditory or whatever senses, taking these reflections of past thought of memory that we don't even recognize as there as a memory of past panic attacks or past mm-hmm. anxiety, taking a reflection of a story of I'm an anxious person and I don't like this feeling, and popping it into this giant generalized statement. Oh no, I, I'm anxious. Here it is. This is anxiety. By the time it's popped into that big generalized statement and just blanketly believed, again, it just it just is what it is. Now, of course, it still moves. Thought's always changing and moving, but we have we have a different experience of it when we see it at that generalized level. When we're kind of in like the less generalized level, really in sort of the weeds of it, it's like I'm saying here. It's almost like it's more mirage like. It's more like you just get a feel for how false in a sense it is, how it's this just distorted sort of little fragments. It reminds me of of trying to watch a movie on like a super, super old black and white TV that has a ton of snow and keeps coming in and out. (laughs) That's what it feels like when I investigate thought in this way. It's like that. It's like the TV's popping in and out and it's black and white and fuzzy. And then and that, but then our mind really needs a concrete story to hang its hat on so it turns that into something that we then go by the pumpkin so that's what it's felt like that's one thing i've really seen is what, as i get up closer there's nothing there and in a lot of thought that i've done this with baked into that is is a, a reflection of another thought that says there's something to do and Really looking at that every time so far for me, there's not been anything to do, which isn't the goal. It's not like it matters if I go buy a pumpkin or not. Um, or if I go try to, you know, answer a bunch of emails so I can like get ahead of my week. I mean, you know, it matters and it doesn't matter it it doesn't really matter but it's a lot nicer when you're not run around by your conditioning and by these fuzzy thoughts that feel like real solid things Uh, but so I so I'm not saying it's a goal the goal is to like not do anything or to see that there's nothing to do at all a lot of times there will be things that we do um, but that's been my experience. Is the more I look at it, it's like, oh, even when action is really baked in, when a story about something needs to be done or this is what you want to do, is is what I see when I look at thought. It just kind of fizzles out and and kind of changes form. And typically, like yeah, there's just there's just seen to be no action really to take. So one potential trap that I'm seeing. One thing my mind is really wanting to do with this is turn this into the new, like the way that thought is. And I am onto it. So I don't think it's going to go very far. Um, but even by me talking about it, and like I said, I've been talking about it with all the students in the school, the newer group and the graduates, um, and, it, and I did want to talk about it here, even though I'm clearly not very articulate. I apologize. And I'm clearly just feeling it out. It's all very brand new to me and probably out of my depth to be talking about at this point. It it felt like the thing to do. And now, and I'm just sharing this in case this is helpful for you to see how your mind might do this. Now I'm sort of saying, okay, now what I what I kind of want to do is just forget everything I just said. Like I'm going to keep playing with this. But the more i put words to it and talk about mirages and tv screens coming in and out and stuff it's like yeah my mind's loving this because i'm trying to concretize something that is not concrete and and that's that's sort of the the cool thing to see is that there's nothing there so anyway i don't know if that makes any sense but i'm i'm looking towards staying really dumb and not attaching to any of this and just trying to be a beginner as i keep investigating thoughts as they arise, just trying to keep that, that beginner mind around it. Another piece I just want to mention for you, if you're going to play with this, and I'd love to hear what your experience is if you do. I think it's such a cool thing to just experiment with. You can't do it wrong. I mean, just notice the next thought that arises and just look at it metaphorically <laughs> just just like inquire like what's there what is this thought am i hearing sounds is there a reflection of sound am i do i see things do i see an image is there some imagery there do i feel something do i taste something is there an old thought playing is there like another thought that kind of gets wrapped up in this one just 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 look and see what you see and move toward it in a sense really really kind of invite it in and see how it goes for you i have no idea i could be a complete freak of nature <laughs> like maybe it's not a mirage for you please don't hang on anything i said again truly i'm just playing with this myself but i but if you do if you do experiment with it investigate in this way i'd love to hear what you see and and I just want to mention there's a, there's a piece sort of beyond this that I've started playing with too that maybe I'll talk about in another episode. But it's kind of that, like, what's on, what's, what's on the other, like, what's behind this? The thought looks, when it's generalized, especially in our heads, it seems so solid, seems so real. You investigate it. Maybe you discover that it's a lot fuzzier than you thought it was. There's not much there. What's there behind it? Is there, is there a person there thinking it? Is there not a person there thinking it? Is there, I don't know, something that this thought is built upon? Or is it just there in kind of nothingness, in infinite space? I don't want to say too much. I want, I want to invite you to do your own exploration. And I sure as I don't know the answers either. But for me, that's that's been a cool way of almost taking this a little further um, and feeling into something that 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 may or may not feel like it's there beyond thought. So again, thank you for hanging out with me through this one. <laughs> I hope this is helpful, even if it makes absolutely no sense. Um, I hope something in it resonates in some way. Uh, I think it might. And if nothing else, again, just this question, just this question is everything. It was with feelings. It is with thought. Like, I mean, there's so many things we can even just look at in this way. What is a thought really? Like, like what's it made of? What are its pieces and parts? What is it? not an intellectual question. It's something you swim into and you feel your way and you see it and smell it and all of that. Just like with a feeling, what's a feeling really? If it's going to run my little human life, I want to know what the heck it is. Same with thought. Same with other big things like who am I really? And all these other big questions we could apply this to. But I hope you, I hope you experiment with it and I hope it's, it's helpful. And it again it it's um it's just kind of mind blowing that something we can talk about and think about and think and write books about and think we know a little bit of something about can still be so mysterious and can kind of be so i don't know it just like be so nothing something that feels like such a something what if it's really a nothing it's it's pretty mind blowing if you want to help people end habits or find freedom from anxiety or needless worry, I can teach you how in the Change Coach Training and Certification Program. In the Change Coach Training Program, you'll spend six months immersing deeply in this understanding with me and with an incredible group of people that will quickly become like family. You get to observe and debrief a ton of coaching sessions before doing a lot of coaching yourself with support and feedback the whole way through. You'll leave the program feeling confident and ready to work with others and with the option of becoming a certified change coach. This program is unlike any other in terms of the personal feedback, guidance, and support you receive. You can check out all the details at dramyjohnson.com slash coachtraining. And on Monday, November 8th, I'll be hosting a webinar where you can hear all about the Change Coach Training program from me and from a panel of graduates. You can register for the free webinar at dramyjohnson.com slash changecoachwebinar 2022 And I'll put that link in the show notes.